0: Hello, and welcome to An Overthinker's Point of View, Episode 2, Sports, The Background, and Hot Atlanta. In today's episode, I will be discussing and talking a little bit more about my background and my interest and love of sports of all different kinds, mainly the top five major sports of the, America and the world and then talking a little bit about what's been happening with the baseball playoffs and the basketball finals that had just finished up. Starting off, I would like to thank whoever it was who gave my podcast a try, my first listener. Thank you so much. Hopefully my voice does not annoy you as much as it annoys myself, and hopefully there will be more listening in. And if you find yourself listening in, welcome, and I thank you and I appreciate you. Now, to begin, just so you guys can get a feel of my biases and my interests in sports, my teams, um, you know, who I root for, why, for how long, you know, the typical sports things you would ask other fans, I guess. Um, let me start off with my first favorite sport, which is American football. Um, You know, I was born into a almost 99% Oakland Raider family. Um, Silver and black was all around me. My aunt was a season ticket holder. My grandmother and her and my father, they got to go to one of the Super Bowls. They were Raider diehards through and through. My brother was turned into a Raider from a young age wearing the silver and, you know, black as well. Most of my best friends from high school, middle school, Raider fans. All I've been around. Myself, there's a picture that my dad has in one of those photo albums around that I hopefully can find again. Myself, somehow, whether it's my uncle's influence or my dad, just kind of felt like, you know, right after Mon- the Montana era. And Steve Young had just did his thing in the Super Bowl. Um, I was born June 26, 93, so this was the year Steve Young took the Niners to the Super Bowl and beat the Chargers, um, you know, February 94. Um, I I was seen in a Joe Montana Niners shirt and just in the red and gold as for as long as I can remember. And just once I became more aware of what I was watching and rooting for when I could watch it, 2006 being one of my first memories. So, you know, Alex Smith was uh, one year into his um, playing. I remember Sean Hill. I remember JT O'Sullivan, uh, Mike Nolan as a coach, moving on to Singletary. Um, A lot of tough years. Me and one of my best friends, Victor, who was definitely a Raider fan. um, We always would just kind of see even though both our teams were really bad during this part of the early, uh, or late 2000s, going into the early 10s, uh, which team would be better? Like six and ten, five and 11, you know? Because what could we do? Niners got horrible, things started turning around. I, you know, being (laughs) as big a Niner fan as I can be, was just excited to finally see its success after only reading and seeing past videos of their success. Um, you know, not really old enough or, I guess, aware enough back then. I was into my own, you know, imagination doing other things, I'm sure, during the Jeff Garcia days. Um, but definitely still would associate myself with the Niners. Um, but I know 2006 and five and around that time is when I definitely started paying attention more. Um, but yeah, during the horrible years, I was just all in, all for it, just so excited. The Seahawks rivalry. Um, and my mind became so big and they are still my least favorite team in the NFL, even over the Raiders. I can put up with them because of growing up with so many Raider fans around me, even though all they did was talk and talk smack on the Niners. Sometimes I would just sit in and be like, okay, let's just see. Um, and I had the fortune of, you know, my friend Vic being season tick holder as well. So getting to go to maybe, I don't know, 15 or 16 Raider games in my lifetime versus the three Niner games I've gotten to go to, maybe the fourth one I can say was a preseason against the Raiders. Um, That was an experience as well. And um, it was just nice. And I live now in Seahawk country up here in Oregon. And if I move closer to Portland, which is closer to Washington, deeper I get to Seahawk fans, which is fine. Um, because obviously, and once I get to baseball, we can talk a little bit about how I lived in Dodger country as a Giants fan, and that was fun. Um, Finishing up, the Niners, yes, through and through, they're my team right now with Kyle Shanahan as the coach and John Lynch, I'm all in. Dealing with Trent Balk after he pushed Harbaugh out was just, I knew those years were going to be tough and stuck through it and knew it would turn around eventually and right now it's looking good not a good start to the year the Dolphins definitely kicked our butt last week and we'll see what the Rams Sunday night game is gonna bring um so many injuries so it's kind of tough but they're doing a lot better than one can think with so many injuries that they have for so many starters um and I'm still gonna believe that they're gonna at least make the playoffs and then we'll see where they go from there if they get healthy enough. And if not, I believe in Shanahan and Lynch 3-3 too. Because they at least got us a big turnaround. And there's so many good players on that team right now. Seahawks are looking dangerous as always. Rams right now looking good. But, you know, they can collapse anytime. Cardinals, I know they're coming up. Um, but Chandler Jones, since he's out for the year. Sorry Cardinals fans. But... Hopefully that just means a little bit better chance for the Niners to get over you guys again. Moving on. Actually, no, before I move on, I'm a, I'm gonna predict the Niners record at and this is low balling, but probably about ten and six. And if they do any worse than that, no worse than nine and seven because of all the injuries. The injuries make it tough, no preseason makes it tough. Twenty twenty is just not a year, man. Uh, but Niners number one sport, number one team for me. Moving on to baseball, I will say, could be my number two sport, if not number three or tied, going with the San Francisco Giants. Fandom for them started, tough to say, maybe around the 2008-9 season, definitely around the time of the first World Series, Um, but you know, I was all in football, but I always called myself a San Francisco guy. So when people ask me my baseball team, I would just say San Francisco too, because I was all Niners but admittedly I was not super aware or watched baseball at the time mainly because my family mainly football people sometimes baseball and as you can guess they were Oakland A's fans uh sometimes baseball they'd watch but never when I was around and I just never was introduced to it through friends or through myself so it just it just took a while for me to like get that feeling of discovering it um and I had the privilege of seeing the Giants win three World Series and my favorite player on the Giants during the whole time was Madison Bumgarner. Uh, I've been called his doppelganger. I did look like him in high school. Um, That did help me one time get out of school five minutes early, not get in trouble from a security guard because all the security guards were more Giants fans than security guards, that's for sure. Uh, to start a conversation with, like, hey, I'm about to get my bum jersey, man. He's like, oh, dude, that's awesome. Bell rings. Well, got to go home. Let's go. It's granted, yes. This is back in 2011 when I was a senior in high school. So time is flying, guys and gals. Um, But, yeah, the Giants, their state, you know, they are pretty much in rebuild. They look pretty close, really good. Zaid is doing better than expected. I would, you know... It's hard to see the old vets go, but that's how it goes. And that's how it should be. Get what you can, try to build up the farm system. Cause I know our farm system wasn't the best. We had just a few top prospects, but not many. I can come in and make a change right away. Um, you know, so he's doing what he can. It was tough to see Bum go, but obviously he kind of had a tough year in Arizona. So he knew what he was doing. Um, no hate to you, Bum. Like, <laughs> get your shit together, my guy. Um, but yeah, Giants are getting there. The Dodgers right now, <laughs> hence why I called the title "Hot Atlanta. I'm going for Atlanta all the way. Uh, my history teacher in high school was a diehard Dodgers fan. And going, let's see, going to college, most people at Humboldt State in the tip of California's north were from SoCal because most of them wanted to get as far away from home as possible. And where can you go to college as far away? Humboldt State. Um, And there were a lot of Dodger fans. So I definitely remember when I would play um, rec leagues of softball, indoor softball and baseball and stuff like that. There were a bunch of Dodger fans. And we watched the 2014 World Series together at a bar. And that was was fun. I have video of that. If there's a way I can ever upload it, you can just (laughs) hear me scream on that final pop-up. And the stress of... Alex Gordon getting to third and being so thankful he didn't try to go home because I believe he would have made it home if he wasn't stopped up um 2016's exit of the playoff holy man let's not bring that up but I just did tough way to just implode Uh, but the Dodgers you know as the Dodgers are LA is, and New York and all the other Giants are up there as a team with wealth, but they don't spend as fat as the Dodgers would. And they've won, you know, what, 10 straight division titles. They made it to the World Series, what, I think like two times or three. And thankfully, as a Giants fan, I can say they have not won. LA just won. An NBA Finals with LeBron and AD carrying the load and then everyone else being good role players on that team. Uh, but LA, you only get one. One champ. Sorry. Dodgers, gotta wait. Kershaw, you're probably just gonna become paint Manning. But at least he had a ring. So, we'll see. That might backfire on me and Dodgers just pull it out and just come back and win. And I'll just say, you're salty. And that's okay. Sports, as I've said in the first episode, is pretty opinionated. And that's my opinion. Um, but I would like Atlanta out of the rest of the teams to win. I'd like the race to see them win, too. Because um, I know they've never won it. They've been, but they've never won it. Um, so, we'll see. But the Astros seem to just be really ticking everybody off by lasting this long we'll see i would like atlanta out of everyone as they have said and then hopefully in the next 10 years the giants again but we'll see right now for next year i'm gonna predict the giants at least finish third and at least fight for the second wild card spot but we'll see if there's any pickups and free agency or surprising farm system lads coming up one of my good friends though i definitely might have pop up on my show podcast um later on works at the sacramento rivercats i believe yeah one of the minor league teams for the giants now yeah um so he usually has a good you know actual eye on what's happening and he's been a baseball person his whole life and he's gonna be a great baseball manager like his father was um when he starts coaching so i'm looking forward to that Tanner. But yeah, moving on to my, as I said, possibly second or third as well, um, we're going to go straight to football, international football, as America likes to dub it, soccer. Uh, A lot of my love for these teams, too, other than the Niners, comes from the video games like FIFA and 2K and things like that. Um, You know, where I grew up, it was better to play games or if you could get into sports rather than be outside with the locals. Not saying the locals were all bad, but it was one of those towns where, you know, it's you can get stuck there and knock it out pretty easily. So you had to kind of stay focused and keep your head down. Um, but growing up, definitely, you know, sports games were my thing when I had no one to actually play sports with. I didn't have a hoop or nothing like that. And um, pretty much... The demo, I believe, I downloaded at the time because, obviously, I also did not have too much money where I was living, Um, so downloading the demo was the biggest thing I could do. I think it was 2009, if not 2010. And I remember Chelsea was on it, Bayern Leverkusen was on it, maybe Munich was on it. Uh, I know there might have been Liverpool, a French team might have been Marseille or Lyon... I uh, don't remember all the teams, but I know for sure Leverkusen was on it and Chelsea was on it. And out of all of them, I just, by visual and by looking, I liked the way Chelsea looked. And I made myself a blue every time I played that demo and I memorized all the names, not knowing, you know, not even being able to watch Chelsea at this time. They were pretty much fighting to get to the Champions League final a lot. They lost to Manchester United, you know, Drogba, uh, Michael um SEN, I can't even say some of their names, you know, but our coach now, Frank Lampard. Um, so many great names. And I just, I just memorized them and I had them down and then finally started getting to watch the games um, and then saw that they made it to the Champions League final 12 and won it miraculously one time that they weren't really expected to get that far at all. And then by that point, I started just always following year in and year out. Spent been some tough years too. Moreno was a great guy, but obviously him and uh, Roman, the owner, were always, you know, seeing eye to eye. Then it was just always firing our managers, even though they were like, we're doing good. Like Conte won our Premier League, you know, I guess he maybe wanted too much power or something more power want to spend more but you know he's a great manager and he's doing really good at inter milan and he obviously wants chelsea players he had like conte um to come and you know do what he did for us for him and then you know you can't forget mauricio sari who won us the europa league and you know who didn't have a lot of managerial experience at the top level we got him from napoli and chelsea fans as we are want the best and even though he won us that people weren't really fan of sorry ball and he went on to juventus where he kind of lost the love of his napoli people and he's obviously gone and i don't think he's managing right now which is tough tough for sorry but i was thankful what he did for chelsea um right now you know there's pulisic i'm a big fan of the united states men's national team very tough to see him not get anywhere in 2018 um but definitely thankful and happy to see all the promising uh, young stars coming and playing in top teams in Europe. Uh, it should be good. If it should be great, this next World Cup and the one that they're even preaching about for 2026, if it is indeed in the United States, um, I really think Pulisic is a top-notch player. I bought a jersey when he still had number 22 at Chelsea, and I'm just gonna keep it now i don't want to get another one we'll see um but chelsea hopefully get better defenders too or lampard like really adjust his managing right now because we're getting great attackers and i'm all for that the defense needs some help um because we need to stay at least in the top four or get far in the champions league or just win one of the cups to like stay in a european competition because it can't slip not with the talent you're bringing in so much talent but not enough defensive talent Thiago silva is top notch he's old but he's doing his thing um i i think asp would be a good other center but i, I guess he's better as a winger uh reese james seems to be great as a winger um so we'll see, we'll see what happens. Uh, the transfer window is obviously closed, but hopefully something happens soon. Um, there are other teams I follow and like in Europe because you know, there's multiple, multiple leagues, even though they all end up playing each other in the Europa League and Champions League. There are multiple leagues, so I do like, have interest in each one. And um, France, the Ligue 1, I like Paris Saint-Germain. And luckily, I had the opportunity to visit Paris and check out the area of Paris Saint-Germain. I didn't get to go to the stadium, unfortunately. This was in 2018. Um, I had an opportunity to go to Europe. And I might have a podcast where I talk about the historical sites I've seen and just about my trip. But, you know, I got to go there. I got to go to Barcelona. And I actually got to go to the camp now. And take pictures and look around. And that was pretty cool. Um, But yeah, Barcelona would be my La Liga team. It's a tough call when it comes to the um, Italian, you know, series. Uh, uh, I've been to Rome. I've seen the Roma fans. I can't, I wouldn't call myself a Roma fan. I couldn't historical fact randomly, Mussolini actually <laughs> made Roma, um, Lazio is the older, and in, in my opinion, more like, truer Roman team, but don't let them catch me saying that, uh, Juventus is obviously the top team, they have a lot of good players, and they just loaned Weston McKinney, another American, and he has Cristiano Ronaldo. But I think out of all of them, you know, Milan has the most history, Napoli's good. I think I would like AC Milan over everyone else. No. Yeah, AC Milan. And yeah, and no 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 no. <laughs> wow, I keep thinking Inter Milan. It's inter Milan, International. Just because of their history as well. If you don't know it, um AC Milan, the red and black, made their team, you know, back in like 1899, I think it was, or in 1898. Um, and they wanted just pure only Italian footballers. And so Inter Milan was created and Internationale, which you could think and, you know, put together. They wanted and would allow anyone to play for their team. Um, so just with that little history and who they have right now and their jersey too. because They like the way the jersey looks. They're, they would be my Italian team. <laughs> Been to the Netherlands, Ajax, definitely. Um, But my lady, she was a au pair in Hilversum, which is more closer to Utrecht. So, you know, I liked Utrecht. And I've also been to Edenhoven, which I believe is where PSV's at. And it was kind of cool seeing um, stuff for that too. It was just really cool. And it's a bucket list to go back and actually go to games in Europe. last yes (laughs) enough about soccer uh football um i will say chelsea won't get too far in the champions league but they should get at least the last eight if everyone starts coming together moving on uh i'll just say hockey really quick sharks most of my friends growing up were big sharks fans and i couldn't get into it i liked it during the playoffs because it is intense in the playoffs it's amazing to watch in the playoffs just the energy, especially the Sharks, man. They were top-notch energy every time. And it was a bummer to see them, you know, not win it against the Rangers a few years back. Or the Penguins. It was the Penguins. Yeah, losing against the Penguins. Um, and then now, and, and, you know, when they lost against Vegas, when Vegas randomly came up as, like, this top team their first year, which was awesome, too, just to see. Um, it's going to be an interesting future for the Sharks, but... They're my team, so I will say. Um, not the hugest fan. Can't name everyone. I can definitely name people from the old days that were just, you know, well-known. Uh, but not top, top fan, I guess you could say. But I, if I, if someone's someone's to ask me hockey, I'll say, yeah, I, I'd root for the Sharks. Uh, but now, lastly, yeah, basketball. Basketball is another interesting one for me. Um, and a lot of people can say what they want about my background and history with it. It took me a while i loved playing it as a kid definitely loved playing i love shooting if we ever played pickup game one-on-one i am a pure shooter but i can't dribble or do moves for the life of me i'm like a Klay thompson catch and shoot all day i mean at least he can dribble and do moves but <laughs> i can catch and shoot all day i'll just leave it at that um i can set screens for you i'm good at that uh, but i can't do one-on-one iso nah never practice I'm too awkward with the ball I'll just spoil my game um but yeah basketball same thing played 2k had the demos at the time obviously the Warriors were not the demo it was always the Celtics and the Lakers and I wasn't a fan of the Lakers just initially I don't know why it just wasn't um and I couldn't get into the Warriors at the time I think it was just the way the jerseys were you know yes I missed the we believe era so I can't call myself a Warriors fan from then um But it was definitely like, you know, the demo was always the Celtics for me. I'd pick the Celtics. Paul Pierce, I got a shot down. I liked Paul Pierce a lot. Um, Saw them win, so I was starting to think like, cool, man, I like the Celtics. I like just green and white. I like how, I just like the fit. Um, Then just realized like, nah, no, maybe I shouldn't. And then, you know, as I started playing 2K, I think it was 2K 12 or 11. You know, I played my career. I got drafted. And then this is where I started just kind of liking whatever team I was playing on in 2K and it was kind of like them in real life, even though they weren't that great. You know, I liked the Jazz for a bit because they were the team I was on for a long time in the game. I liked the Knicks for a little bit because I thought, you know, they were cool when I was with them in the game. I liked the Clippers for a little bit when they had Lop City going on, Kills with them in the game. Uh, but then I just never had that true of heart with them because, you know, growing up in the Bay Area, it just felt better to root for. The home team and this was when we had monte curry was around uh but he was still like young and a rookie and hurt all the time um we had udo <laughs> b lee i got a Lee jersey that was my first jersey like the warriors i liked them um tough few years at the beginning i remember when they got bought and then when they made the playoffs and then it was always really you know close with the nuggets and then we got Iggy. And then it was close with the Clippers. And then finally just started kicking everyone's butt. And then it's just amazing to see that dynasty. And it still might not even be done. They all got hurt. stuff to see them lose to the Raptors. Things happen. People can say it's similar to the Cavs series. The first time they met when there was injuries. And they probably should have lost. But you never know. And we'll never know. But the Warriors, man. The Warriors are the way to go for me, too. Um... So there you go, uh, if you've listened in on this much, those are my sports biases and backgrounds, uh, my teams. I will definitely love to always talk about, maybe not on the daily, but summarize every few days or so what's been happening in sports. Um, again, briefly I talked about it, but like with the playoffs in baseball right now, Atlanta's doing really well. The hitters are kicking ass. Freddie Freeman is finally getting the help he needs after all those years of just having tough time. Um, Asuna, Asuna, um, Ozzy. I can't think of the few other really good guys um, that they have, but they are just lighting up the Dodgers right now. And they made Kershaw's storyline stay what it is in the playoffs, which is unfortunate for such a great player, I will admit. But again, as a Giants fan, I'm liking it. 3-1 series lead, nothing is certain in sports as we've seen before but it's a good start. And the pandemic making them play every day, I don't know what that does to morale and confidence, but they're professional ball players, so they can put it aside. Literally, as they say, they'll flip the page after the loss and just not think about it, the best ones. Uh, so anything can happen. Same with the astros race series. I'd love to see the race finish out, but Astros have a lot of hitters that can make a pop, Cheaters or not, they are showing that we probably didn't need to cheat, but we still did because we're assholes use my language and i probably will have to cut that um but alas this will conclude my episode today about sports my background something's happening in it next time we will talk about my background interest and how i got to where i was in history as well as politics and bring up a first little mini lesson or discussion on something i find interesting and relevant to today and my introduction of both politics and history, which is looking at yellow journalism, as well as biases based on news sources. Uh, this remotely will, you know, center around stuff from the 19th and 20th century. As a historian, you know, looking back, even though it's in the past, it is relevant to today because a lot of things that have happened in our country's history are still happening. Whether we looked at them as negative things or not, they're still happening. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you for listening to an Overthinker Overthink. Let's dive in next time.